Hi, and welcome back to this Fireside Chat. My name's Kevin Hill, executive publisher here at FreightWaves, and we're gonna talk about cash flows, financing, and freight forwarders in this uh, Fireside Chat with Amna Shah. She is the founder and CEO of AH AHS Consulting and also founder and CEO of iCard. How are you doing today, Amna? Hey, how are you, Kevin? I'm well, thank you so much. I'm doing very good too. So, you know, financing, cash flow, working capital is always an issue with it, with any type of, of kind of third party logistics, and that's the same with freight forwarders. Um, before we start, can you give us a, a little bit about your background and your expertise in, in freight forwarding? Yeah, absolutely. So, I started in freight forwarding pretty much in 1999. And since then I've worked, you know, I, I was, uh, started with a warehousing job and going to school full time and then got and secured a position as a freight manager, uh, for, um, the import side of the business for a multinational freight forwarding company, um, which kind of uh, grew into a, um, multinational publicly traded company. So, uh, they got bought three times and I had the opportunity to go from a, desk level, uh, you know, data entry, freight uh, import manager to being a financial analyst, controller, uh, finance manager, and CFO of that company over a tenure of eight years before embarking on another journey for a British freight forwarding company. So I wanted to go from a publicly traded company to a privately held company, and lo and behold, I fell into a British freight forwarding company as their finance manager for the United States. And it was obviously more work than Sarbanes-Oxley and the SEC filings and all that. Um, and uh, then I got a call from a uh, company in Chattanooga, Tennessee, that were going to start a startup in Chattanooga, Steam Logistics, and they needed a finance manager for that role. And they uh, got me to come here to Chattanooga from Chicago. So I had never heard of Chattanooga. We came here, we fell in love with the city, um, you know, the scenery, the people, everything was just so different, night and day different, uh, difference from Chicago and obviously the weather. So we don't envy like the eight inches of snow they had last night. So that's uh, always nice to have. And um, so, you know, uh, we've been here eight years now. Um, HS Consulting has been off the ground since the last eight years. Um, I was freelancing before while I was working as a finance manager. Um, for a company basically or installing a software called CargoWise um, and doing that part-time helping my friends that had actually uh, pivoted out of the companies I'd worked for uh, and set it, set, setting up their financials, setting up their companies, getting them IATA certified, getting them, um, you know, really uh, set up on their financial system as well as for their forwarding and customs brokerage system. So after Migrating to Chattanooga and being with Steam Logistics six months, I was kind of bored because I've always worked for larger companies and I was always multitasking. Um, by nature, I'm a workaholic. So that was something that I, you know, wanted to do and help more companies. So I obviously took my leave from there and, um, started AHS consulting. And within a year, we had about eight employees. Um, the second year we grew into 18 and then kind of quickly scaled back because we couldn't, I couldn't keep up at all hours of the night because freight is such a global, entity and you know freight when the freight is moving like you have to be on calls and you have to be working as a consultant as well solving people's issues and automating their um you know obviously their systems so that's ahs in a nutshell uh, i mean there's so much more that we do we have like an arm where we have a charitable arm with ahs 
We have iCard, which is a business card app um, that I have founded over the years. And, uh, you know, it's all about automation and problem solving when it comes to AHS. So what AHS does is basically it is a consultancy where we have licensed customs brokers on our team. We have forwarding consultants on our team, a group of IT personnel where they help with report customizations, document customizations and EDI, which is electronic data interchange and any automation you can fathom. So we have our own track and trace, live track and trace portal that we have devised that sits on top of systems and shows people, uh, people, the ships and the airplanes moving in real time on a map uh, and where their freight is at any given point in time. Um, so that's obviously a new feather in our hat. And, um, uh, you know, we are worldwide. So we are strategically located around the United States and around the world. So we have um, our own employees in the United States, Canada, uh, Philippines, Dubai, Pakistan, and now we have started another division, which is the business uh, process optimization, as I call it, instead of outsourcing. So some of the stuff that we can actually, um, you know, optimize for our customers, we're also doing that. So it's another division we have started with AHS. So that's kind of in a nutshell. I mean, there's so much more we do and automate our customers and help them through their issues. Okay. Uh, very good. Uh, so so you guys uh, work with freight forwarders quite a bit on, on cash flow, working capital, uh, getting everything uh, working on that angle. Let's talk about cash flow and the importance of that in, in freight forwarding. Right. So this has always gotten me where um, anytime I've been a CFO or controller for a freight forwarding company, um, whenever we needed to release freight, we had to give them a copy of a check. I mean, you can wire transfer the money into somebody's account or the steamship lines account, and they won't release your freight, but you have to give them a copy of the check to release your freight. So it always really bothered me. And that's one of the things that, you know, we're trying to change about this industry. Now, since COVID hit, it has moved forward and gotten out of this archaic state uh, to a point where we are doing a lot of the, uh, we're helping our customers get to a point where they're doing, you know, automatic ACHs and EFTs to their customers and getting away from writing checks and mailing checks. But the amount of checks that are still, you know, happening because it helps people with their cash flow because the transit time between the time they write a check to the time it gets to a person, that obviously helps these companies. So there's a pro and con to being archaic in this in this case. Um, and obviously, like other industries or freight forwarding uh, or finance goes, where everything is black and white, freight forwarding is that gray area which nobody understands. So when I was working with um, any of the large companies or any of the publicly traded or even the privately held companies and we were working with auditors and bank banks these um, you know auditors and banks did not under understand the industry unless they had worked with another freight forwarder before um, a lot of it was with revenue recognition and when you when you talk about revenue recognition what happens is you cannot recognize revenue until you have delivered the service now in freight forwarding you are also being the bank for your ultimate customer because you have outlaid so much freight for them. So what happens is you're traditionally going to be the bank for your customer. And at that point in time, what comes in is the matching principle for the revenue. So if you have outlaid these costs for your customer, you have to go ahead and bill for it too. So those are some of the things that, you know, you have to explain to the auditors and make sure they understand the revenue recognition rules that um, even the freight forwarding companies don't comply with. But they are definitely legal, and that's the way it works with a lot of the freight forwarders. 
So it, it, a lot of it comes down to the timing of cash flows, right? You're, you're basically paying out to, to multiple vendors in, uh, in a matter of days and then collecting from your customers in a matter of weeks and sometimes months. And it's really it's it's really tough to 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 manage those those timings of the cash flow. Absolutely. And some of the times, I mean, you're not even getting any terms with the steamship lines. I mean, for exports, they'll give you 20 days to pay, but there are no monetary ter terms or any credit limit that they provide you. And for airlines, it's all prepaid. So if you're going to charter an airplane, it's going to be three hundred fifty thousand dollars out of your pocket to charter an airplane like the day you book it. And then you will not collect on it for another 60 days. So a huge impact is on cash flow. So I've uh, hooked up with a few banks that actually understand freight forwarding companies and are willing to help these companies to get to a better cash flow deal. Either it's by factoring or it's by just giving them a decent credit because they understand this industry and how it works. How long does that, uh, how long does that take? Or how, I mean, what, what kind of effort has to go in to, to explain these uh, cash flow or, or timings uh, of payments to outsiders, so you know, like the auditors, uh, financial companies, bankers. Uh, well, it depends on the auditor. So if you're working with a junior auditor, they're going to probably get their senior in, and then probably the uh, audit partner in this. Uh, you know, and I've always had to explain it three or four times before it makes sense to somebody, and they say, "Oh, yeah, we accept that." Um, and then for the banks, it's been relatively simple with the ones that I've been working with because they. Now I've come to a point where I've, you, you just cut to the chase and you go to the banks that you've worked with over the years. Um, so that helps tremendously. But if you are going to a traditional mom and pop small bank, they're not going to definitely uh, understand. I mean, we are in uh, Chattanooga and one of the hurdles I have here is the way international wire transfers or freight forwarding uh, entities, um, paperwork works. Like, I mean, sometimes we're doing, we're a multinational, um, consultancy and we work with companies around the world. And when we're getting a wire or sending a wire, uh, we get lots of questions from a Chattanooga bank saying, we don't even know where this place is. Like, I mean, it's a challenge sometimes when you're working from a large, small city and on a larger scale for a multinational or international company. I, I would imagine so, because I mean, a, a lot of uh, a lot of the smaller banks certainly, and, and financing arms aren't going to be uh, very familiar with, with international transactions to begin with, especially uh, the, the the forwarding aspect of those. So it, it must be challenging. So you know, for freight reporters out there, what do you see uh, whenever you're out consulting with clients or, or, or prospects? Kind of. Uh, what they could be doing better, communicating this, or maybe just uh, managing the, the timings and, and the working capital cash flow? So one of the biggest things that I I feel is important um, is when they are hiring financial personnel, they need to educate them. Um, because let's say your financial personnel or CFO or controller came from, um, let's say, the Brunswick Bowling Alley. And this is a live example where a company had bought one of my companies and the CFO was from the Brunswick bowling alley place and they, they didn't understand the freight forwarding world at all. It's like a stark difference than, uh, you know, from, from a manufacturing place to a freight, for, freight forwarding place. You don't own any assets. You don't have any tangibles. And it's, uh, you know, it's like, so what are we, what is the exact valuation of this company? I mean, if the CFO or the controller doesn't understand it themselves, it's very, very hard for them to explain an outsider. So one of the biggest things is to educate the financial personnel within the company 
so they can be better equipped or better situated to actually explain it to an outside party. Um, so that's, I think that's one of the biggest things. I mean, if you don't believe it in yourself, then how are you going to explain it to an outside party? It's just basically, it's, you know, like for me, it's just a no brainer. And the second thing is obviously procuring a company or a bank or an audit, audit company, which has freight forwarding companies in their portfolio already. So somebody has already gone through the painstaking process of explaining it, then you're not the first one. And they're like, yeah, we don't believe you. Or, you know, if they have had this situation before, they're not going to say that's okay. Yes, we have dealt with this before. So what do you guys do with your assets? Are you guys completely, completely non-asset based trucking or, you know, they'll ask the proper questions then. So you, you will know that those are the right people to work with. Yeah, so I, you talked about cash flow, uh, and we're talking. You just mentioned valuations. Uh, how does uh, how does handling your your cash flow or your timing of payments inefficiently affect your overall valuation as a as a company? That's a very good question. Um, so your asset in a freight forwarding company is your accounts receivable. So as long as you have timely invoiced your customers. And that is where the challenging part came in when I was tell telling you, you can't really raise an invoice with audit, uh, you know, like with the uh, gap rules, that's like the generic gap rules that you cannot invoice the, your customer until the revenue is recognized. So the freight has been delivered. Now, when you don't do that, your your accounts receivable is that doesn't show that you are owed any money. So you do have to invoice your customers in order to show that asset on your books in order to borrow against it from the bank or get the credit. So. It's a, such a catch-22 between the banks and how this all works. And that's exactly what I would say. It's like, get yourself a controller or finance manager that understands the industry, that can explain it to the auditors, that will talk about the matching principle to them and get out of that gray area uh, for you. And that is the key part. It's the accounts receivable that's sitting on your books as an asset for a longtime customer that pays you within their terms and that's going to help any freight forward in the long run because that's the only thing you can borrow against. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, we talk about how antiquated to the industry is, the, the paper-based systems. Uh, technology has been rolling out for, for years. Uh, it seems like it's, it's finally gaining traction uh, with the pandemic and COVID out of certainly necessity more than, than choice. Uh, what trends are you seeing uh, over the last six, nine, 12 months? that uh, encourages you that that technology is is really spreading its growth right now right um so it is so interesting <clears throat> around the world if you look at it um in europe nobody really writes checks like there's zero checks that they write so they've always been on eft and achs so they don't they don't even know the concepts of writing checks and in the united states we're still doing like we went from 100 percent of doing checks when COVID hit to being at, at the 50 percent mark and now I'm seeing the trend where the checks are still like they're coming back up as a popular way of paying. So it's like I'm I think I'm back with my customers to 80 percent where they're actually starting to write checks again instead of doing wire transfers and EFTs, ACHs. Sorry. So wire transfers would cost a company some money. ACHs don't cost anything, but they take two days to get to your you know to your vendor whoever you're paying. The problem with that is your cash is out of your bank in two days versus a seven or 10 day turnaround when you've put a check in transit with your slow post. <laughs> so um, I think that's what people are using back as a cash flow method. And it's gonna be a long, t long time before everybody gets away from writing checks because that obviously takes a long time. And unless you have ample cash at your dis dis disposal, 
you're not going to be able to do, you know, improvise and get to being automated and doing ACHs. Um, so, you know, the companies that I see are sending a lot of the checks. I know they have cash flow issues. You know, you know it because if in, you're in a pandemic, you're having people come to the office or writing checks and sending out manual checks. There's a reason for it. Uh, so, you know, that's that's one of the biggest uh, challenges I see. And the freight forwarding in, industry still struggles with it, still struggles with it. It, it does. It, I think all transportation logistics struggles with, with that as well. What about some other technology automations that that, that you embrace and, and you think that all freight forwarders that, that aren't utilizing them should embrace as well? Um, so besides, you know, um, the financial side, um, and uh, I mean, one of the biggest ones is, you know, people calling uh, people to find out where's my freight. And, uh, you know, that's the one of the biggest challenges companies have because they have to employ more people to answer that question than anything else for that one particular question. So we have solved that issue uh, because the company, you know, obviously we were working with uh, CargoWise didn't have like a, it had everything else except for a real time, um, you know, track and trace, which they're coming up with. So we helped our customers compete with the likes of, uh, you, you know, some of the uh you know, invested freight forwarding companies that have come into the U.S. market and get their um, information on their freight, where it is at in real time. So you can see airplanes and ships, you know, on an, on a map and see where that freight is. And you can you can actually search it by a container number. You can search it by a house uh, bill of lading, air bill, um, you know, master air bill, house air bill, and um, or any other, you know, um, thing that you've put in your system, any other entity or any other aspect or reference number you put in your system, you can search it by that and you can find where your freight is. So um, we're taking baby steps into what would be our next thing to develop um, and help our customers. One of the biggest things we have helped our customers with during the COVID is is workflow. So if people are working from home, um, you know, setting up workflows on what is hot on their plate every day of their employee's plate every day that they need to tend to. So you'll see things in red, green, yellow, um, telling the ownership you know, what is it that their personnel need to tend to in that certain day and uh, get done, basically. So, you know, nothing falls through the cracks, nothing goes into storage, you don't get unnecessary charges incurred and stuff like that. So um, we're trying to situate ourselves where we're taking baby steps into the right technology and gearing our customers and helping our customers into the right technology where it would last them a long time rather than just for the COVID purposes. Yeah, I, I think we have about 90, some, 90 seconds left in, in the session. Just wanted to get uh, any any predictions, and it could be market predictions, uh, you know, or or technology predictions for the rest of 2021. That is a great question. Um, so 2021, um, I do see that, you know, like uh, one, as I was saying, like one of the biggest challenges was like everybody thought COVID was here to stay and they they embrace technology right away in 2020. Now I'm seeing there's a less, um, you know, uh, less of a, you know, like people are going towards, okay, yes, my people can work from home. Um, check, you know, that, that box is checked off. I have like, there's our system that's checked off. Um, they can cut checks from somewhere that's checked off. So they're looking, they're not really looking at improvising technology in their companies. Now they're actually working on shipping. So you know, with our COVID vaccines and, you know, the the um, the efficient, um, basically, delivery of the vaccinations and all of that. So now they, everybody's busy just getting the business done. 
So I don't see in 2021 there would be like any large technology trends except for like maybe driverless trucks, which is still up in the air because it's such a big lobby. And, you know, I don't think that's going anywhere um, anytime soon. Um, you know, we have, uh, you know, Tesla building a car where you can actually, uh, you know, do your makeup while you're driving or not driving. The car drives itself. Um, so, you know, that's still very hard to embrace for people who have control issues. Like I need to handhold, you know, handle my car myself. So I don't know how are they going to do with semis and stuff. So I think that would be one of the biggest trends in 2021 and maybe drone deliveries um, with the way postal service is so slow and uh, lacking nowadays. Um, but that's still up in the air. That's, you know, there's so much red tape. There's so much red tape and money in this game that I don't know if that's going to actually happen in 2021. That's going to be a few more years before we see Jetsons and people flying around in, you know, cars and stuff. Well, thank you for joining us today, Amna. How does our audience reach out and learn more about yourself and AHS Consulting? Thanks, Kevin. Um, so thank you for having us obviously here today. And the way you can reach out to us is at info, the email address is info at ahs-consulting.com. The website address is www.ahs-consulting.com as well. Um, the info email address is tended to by a few admin and administrative uh, people. So, you know, if you are working with financials or MA or any financial questions or queries, that will come directly to me. Anything else, obviously, you will guide it and be uh, get to the right people that need, you know, need to attend to you guys. So thank you. Thank you again.